0: What is up my dudes? Welcome to Olympia Oddities. I'm Trista. And I'm Steven. And we're back today with a cryptid episode for you all.
1: Ah, oh, it's been a minute.
0: I know, I feel like it's been a little bit, so I'm super excited to talk about this cryptid today. So am I. I feel like there's some really funny stuff in this episode, so I think it's gonna be a good one.
1: Yeah, we need some goofiness.
0: We really do. Life's been kind of
1: rocky-ass shit.
0: Yeah, it's been a, been a rough one lately, but we're here to get into some fun-ass cryptid stuff today. So today we're going to be talking about the seal rock monster. Rock monster? Oh no. Oh no. Yeah, it's going to be one of those. It is going to be one of those. Or should I say seal rock monsters? Because multiples of them have been spotted. Oh. We got a whole family of sea monsters. Hell yeah, dude. Could Oregon's rocky shores be the perfect habitat for a family of sea monsters to play in the surf? Yes. Let's find out.
1: Already answered it. Yes, that's the episode.
0: Bye! <laughs> Seal Rock, Oregon began buzzing with life in the 1880s. One group of investors had started selling off parcels of land in the area, and they had been hyping up the town a lot in ads that ran in the Northwest as well as countrywide. The Oregonian newspaper featured these ads heavily. 1887 editions of the Oregonian can all be found running the same ad over and over. James W. Brassfield was the man behind the ad, and the ad claimed that it was a splendid opportunity to secure a beautiful summer resort for $501.
1: No, come on. This is this is the 1880s. It would probably would have sounded more something like, splendid opportunity to secure a beautiful summer resort for
0: $501. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're right. I got to give you that one.
1: Uh, wait, wait, can I do it again? I got to twist my mustache while I say it.
0: The pushing force behind this grand advertisement of the town was the idea that a major railway line was coming to Seal Rock.
1: See, railways, railroads, like twisty mustaches.
0: Are you going to tie a woman to the railroad tracks?
1: In a past life, I might.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The ad's description of the area was wordy and grandiose, having lines like, here, well... Do you want to do it because you've got the newscaster voice for it? I'm down. All right.
1: Here, nature has thrown together her treasures with reckless disregard to the rest of the coastline for hundreds of miles.
0: The ads also threw shade at other beaches and claimed that Seal Rock was the finest sea beach stretch in the known world. The ads go on to describe some of the local wildlife. I really enjoyed this description of a sea lion from one of them. It said... The rock from which this romantic resort derives its name lies about a half mile from the shore, covers nearly one acre in extent, and is the home of the sea lion or seal, which frequent it in great numbers at certain seasons of the year. The sea lion is an uncouth, hideous-looking creature, half animal and half fish, with flippers fore and aft. They grow to large proportions, sometimes weighing over 2,000 pounds. They crawl up on rocks by aids of their flippers, pushing themselves forward by a slow hitching motion, and when suddenly frightened on the rocks, they roll over and over, this being the way quickest into the water and escaping from their enemies. The ad also described the noises the seals made. Saying they made uttering noises and unearthly bellows. I don't know why, but just that description of sea lions—like they're some like mystical creature, but also at the same time like a hideous monster—just <laughs> really got to me.
1: I mean, I would say that's that was, that was a pretty accurate analysis. It is pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> like they're pretty. I feel like they could they could have put Goofy in there somewhere because like that's just that's immediately what I think even like the wild ones. I went down to San Francisco and that really famous pier where they just take over that entire port pier, whatever, whatever it is. I don't remember exactly what it's called, but um yeah, they're just Goofy. That's the first thing that comes to mind when I think about, yeah, just seals or describing them. And yeah, even that description there made it sound like they were Goofy.
0: They can be a little freaky sometimes when they make oh, that, no, like, super can't. loud scream sound.
1: No, I still laugh at that. Just I, like, I know, ah. it does sound
0: very dumb. <laughs> That's
1: just me, though. I don't know. Maybe I just think seals are funny in general.
0: Uh, another one of my favorite parts of these ads are the claims that this was the one and only beach where you didn't have to worry about the undertow. <laughs> That's completely false. I'm going to let you know oh, right now. Man. They claim that when the tide is flooding, hundreds can bathe in safety without fear of undertow, which is so dangerous at other sea bathing points at the most fashionable seaside resorts.
1: It's just like, hey, why don't you come over here and you know, kill yourself in the water? It's, it, there, there isn't anything dangerous about it. Nothing.
0: Yeah, they said you can drown as long as you like buy an ice cream and visit a couple touristy shops on while you're here.
1: <laughs> they, they were just really trying to capitalize on that, man. They were just.
0: The town was often referred to as Seal Rocks during this time, a reference to the rocks that dot the beach along with Elephant Rock, which is a little confusing because I feel like there's like at least three to four Elephant Rocks in I like the Pacific that. Northwest just, yeah. just alone. Those responsible for the ad predicted that thousands of people would come flocking to the town, so they promised a grand hotel upon arrival. The town did have a hotel built, but it was kind of modest compared to the ad's wild claims. Unfortunately for the investors, their dreams of a booming resort town came crushing down when the railway was diverted to Toledo. Some plots of land were sold for just $9 after this. Holy crap. Yeah. It went from like, oh, this is going to be the spot to be, to all of a sudden it was like, no one wants to live here because the opportunity that, that we thought was coming isn't. However, in the 1930s, interest in Seal Rock peaked up again. This time, In the form of a sea monster sighting the monsters were spotted by a couple and a local newspaper the yukina bay news ran an article about the sighting with the headline sea monster reported seen at seal rocks the article claimed that the witnesses had heard a loud commotion coming from the sea lions so they went outside to investigate it was then that they saw a huge animal of enormous proportions The article described one of the creatures as dark brown and 40 to 60 feet long. The head of the creature was described as about 3 feet wide and 4 feet long. The witnesses claimed that the monster played around in the surf for about a half hour before swimming out to sea and heading south. A few minutes later, another sea monster appeared, but quietly left after a few moments. Imagine like actually seeing that. Like if you really got to see a cryptid, and your cryptid sighting that you got to experience was like a cute little sea monster playing around in the in the ocean, just just floating about in the water. Cute. And that that sounds yeah, that sounds that sounds rad.
1: Or I, honestly, I just imagine like an oversized seal, just a way oversized seal out.
0: It's now thought that the monster sighting was most likely a hoax to draw more tourism into the town. With Lincoln County Historical Society archivist. Sachiko Otsuk saying it could be a cooked up report but I think it could have been an advertisement for that area something for local tourism
1: kind of like oh man I almost said Jake the Snake Roberts
0: <laughs> Jake
1: the Alligator Man excuse me <laughs> Sorry, I've been watching a lot of, or listening to a lot of wrestling podcasts.
0: Jake the Snake Man's a different person. (laughs) A different thing, completely. They're all
1: very different.
0: It reminds me of, I think it was the Bear Lake monster that we covered, that turned out, I think that one was in Utah, like the Utah-Idaho border, maybe? And that one, people ended up thinking that it was created by that one guy to kind of draw tourism to the town. That's kind of what this story reminded me of when I was writing it and researching it.
1: Which, hey, you know, more power to him. Sometimes you need to create a good mythical creature, a good cryptid, just to, you know, drum up some news, or just to, just to have fun. It's I, fun.
0: I work at a summer camp now, and there's a lake there that's right next to the building that I work in, and I've invented a, a sea monster that lives in the lake. I guess a lake monster. A lake monster that lives in the lake. I know he doesn't really live in there, but I'm just oh, look no, out there. there every day and I'm like,
1: Oh, you should drum that up amongst the kids. Tell them there's a lake monster. No, because yes.
0: then they're not going to get in there and then it's going to be like a whole no, thing. No, tell them it's a friendly monster. No, no, like, no, no. Like, no, I get like, I get like, just tell them like, it watches over you.
1: It's okay. Like, just in case anything goes bad, like, if somebody drowns, he's got you.
0: Then they're gonna start doing risky stuff. Like kids are like, Oh, that gives me That's a license a very to go. I'm gonna try to drown to see the monster. You know what I mean? Like I'm not
1: don't listen to me. I'm a No idiot.
0: I I wanna keep my job. <laughs> I'm trying to keep my job. The monster's a secret. He lives in my head only. And I try to catch glimpses of him on my lunch breaks.
1: Okay, wait. I have I have one more idea. Okay, pitch it to me. Okay. You could you could just like have like a drawing, have somebody do like a crude drawing of a sea monster, right? Yeah put it right beside the lake just leave it there and then let kids find it
0: okay that's kind of fun okay there you go that one might be happy it's less dangerous (laughs) (laughs) all right thank you for listening to another episode of olympia oddities if you want to support the podcast you can leave us a five-star review tell a friend about us or donate to our buy me a coffee which will help us out with some expenses that we have for Pacific Northwest True Crime Fest. We really wanna give you guys like the best experience possible. So we're kind of trying to raise some funds to just, you know, get some stuff for that to make it the best that we possibly can.
1: I've decided that I was going to debut a new look at Pacific Northwest True Crime Fest and it involves a lot of Nair. Um, so we're gonna have to yeah. 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 It's we we gonna... need we need expenses are gonna be
0: We're going to have to, you know, hit up a couple Costco's and buy a couple stores, supplies of nair, buy them out. I
1: already cleaned out Sally's hair supply over here about three times now. I know. We're just,
0: I don't know if we're going to be able to do it. So please donate. Yeah, please donate. (laughs) Uh, you can follow our Facebook or Instagram pages at Olympia Oddities Podcast on both, and we're always taking suggestions for episode topics, so if you want to submit one, you can DM us on Instagram or Facebook, or email us at olympiaoddities at gmail.com. I'm Trista, and you can find my personal Instagram at Saloon Ghost if you want to give me a follow on there.
1: I'm Steven. I'm still the Electric Outlaw. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Ramirez. I think it pops up under the electric outlaw as well. I should just change my handle to the electric outlaw. I just like that one too much. I'm either gonna do that or something really ridiculous. But until then. Love you.